Welcome to this week's episode. We're going to be talking about building a business while trying to balance having a child or children. If you've got kids already, you're going to completely sympathize with me with understanding that balancing in life really doesn't exist. And if you don't have any children yet, then just replace kids with whatever else it is that you want to do in your life or take these tips and really start to lay the foundations for when you're ready to move out of the salon and create more of a life outside of the business. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Rise of the Beauty CEO. I'm Jessica, your host, an excellent owner, a multiple six-figure business. I take you through the life cycle of buying, growing, and selling a beauty business today. I talk about real strategies to grow your business, helping you remove the overwhelm, bring you to a place of excitement for the balance of your business and your life. We talk about the real issues we go through as we step into the role of being the beauty CEO with strategies to build the foundations, moving you from full-time employee to full-time CEO and everything in between. Sit down, grab a coffee, grab a pen and paper, and let's get you inspired. Now, I've been around on social media for a number of years now, popping up and putting my head into groups and just talking to other business owners. Uh, through the last five years. And the number one question that I always get is how am I balancing the business, growing the business and having children at the same time? If you don't know, I have three children. They are now aged, let's see, eight, six and two. So I have had my last child back in 2018, which is when I sold my business. And I would get questions all the time from reps, from other salon owners, even from clients asking me how I was having more kids and keep running the business. I even had one client when I announced that I was pregnant saying, oh my goodness, how are you going to do all of this and have children? You're going to have to sell the business. And it scared the living daylights out of me. Newly pregnant, really new to having staff and building a team and all the rest of it. I got really scared about how I was going to do it and what sort of time the child was going to need at home. And I had literally no understanding of how I was going to do it, but I did it. And now I want to give you some tips on actually how I did it, because it wasn't an easy road to go down and it was definitely scary. And there were times where I would cry, I would get frustrated. I couldn't understand how I was going to grow the business and still be at home breastfeeding my baby, waking up multiple times a night and still being prepared to be that person that the other staff members could lean on. So I have come up with the six tips of what I did to be able to change my mindset, really, because at the end of the day, it really is about mindset and the way that you approach situations at work. Because by the time I'd had my first child in 2012, I had already built a team of people and my role really developed from that employee to the boss or the CEO of the business once I had my child, because as soon as I got pregnant, I got really sick. And the last thing that I wanted to be doing was driving into the salon and dealing with doing services, doing all the orders, dealing with anybody, really. I was so sick. I just wanted to lay down on the couch and sleep away my pregnancy because I was vomiting all the time. It was terrible. I don't remember where I got this piece of advice from, but I was told about life being seasons. And the season that I was in at the moment was having to grow a child. And I realized that I needed to release the pressure on myself of having to be the go-to person for everything. And once I really 
accepted that in myself, it became so much easier to actually ask for help from other people. So that is my biggest takeaway and hopefully your biggest takeaway from this episode is that life is about seasons and not to feel that you have to carry the burden all the time, whether that's your child being at home, doing all the things or being at the salon and doing all the things, because it really is a tough gig. Being a business owner, one is just a roller coaster of emotions and then becoming a new parent is even scarier and trying to grow a business at the same time as having a child, going on to have your second child and then my third child, oh my goodness, it was really, really tough. By the third time, I had it down pat, so it was fine. But those first two, from moving from that first child to the second child was a complete game changer because I don't know if you've had the children, but the first one tends to lure you into a false sense of security, thinking that they're perfect and great. So you go for that second one. And then the second one throws everything out of whack again, which is definitely my situation that I had. There were times where I would have to cancel meetings at the drop of a hat. I would have to cancel staff meetings. If there were times where I was going in to do a couple of clients, which I really tried not to do because I was so unpredictable with what was happening at home with the two children that I really tried not to do a lot of clients. But thankfully, I had let go of the pressure on myself to be able to be reliable. I realized that I wasn't at that time able to be reliable. My children would get sick all the time. We had some health issues with the second one. So it was just an always an up and down roller coaster. So what I started to do was implement things and really take the pressure off myself because at the end of the day, we are our hardest critics. And I really came to peace with if people didn't like what I was doing, if the clients or the staff, sorry, or even the reps, if they got in a bit of a tiz about me not being able to attend, I just didn't care. I just thought, no, this is the way my life is at the moment. This is what's working for me. And this is what I have to do to be able to be available to the children and to the staff. Now, there were times where I would book the kids in for daycare or for um, relatives to help look after the children. And then I was focused on being in the salon, doing my training, doing my um, manager meetings, all that sort of stuff. But there was really an ebbs and flows of everything. It wasn't a hard line of this is when I'm working and this is when I'm at home. I really became comfortable with the idea of having ebbs and flows in my work life. You know, there were some times where I'd be at work, there's sometimes I was at home. So my number one tip is remember that life is about seasons and understanding that everything needs its own time to flourish. Your children need time to flourish. You need time away from the business to be able to relax, get more ideas, get more inspiration to be able to grow your business. And your business obviously needs time for you to focus on it to be able to grow. And these come in separate times. So realizing that you're not going to be balancing everything all at once and that life will come in seasons and sometimes it will be nice and bright and sunny and everything's going well. And other times there will be storms and you have to work through them as well. My second tip is making time to be at home and to be fully present at home, which is a skill that I needed to learn personally and what I find lots of other women need to learn as well. And this one came from understanding that when I was at home, I started to get really high anxiety with my phone. My phone, if it rang, if it messaged and I was asleep or I was feeding or I was doing the washing or bathing or whatever, I was so stressed that my phone could go off at any moment. And I realized that I needed to make the time that when I am at home, 
I am unavailable. And this was really hard for me to understand because I thought being the owner, I had to be available 24 hours a day. And I realized that just was not good for my mental health and for my relationships that I was building at home with my new baby and of course my husband. So I started to put boundaries in and the staff were a little jaded at first when I started to put boundaries in, but then they started to really understand why I needed them. And I was a lot happier when it all started to work. So what kind of boundaries am I talking about? I had a team of staff. I think we were sitting about five at the time and I had a manager and I had a 2IC and then I had the staff working in the salon. And I would get text messages from each individual staff at any time about anything. I would get messages from the manager complaining about the other staff. I would get messages from the 2IC complaining about the manager. It was just full on all the time. So I started to put restrictions in of when they could message me. So the times of the day, I did not want to be messaged before 7am. And I did not want to be messaged after 7pm in the afternoon. And obviously with these times, you can change it up for the way you want to run your business. But I was awake early anyway. And at seven o'clock when I was putting the child to sleep, I did not want anyone to be calling me. So this included messages from my manager. She was not to text me before 7am telling me about anyone taking off time from work, anyone sick, any major problems, unless the, the salon was flooding or on fire which actually did happen once or twice, the flooding. But anyway, um, we had systems in place by the time that happened to be able to deal with it. I put restrictions in what they could actually text me about. So I did not want text messages saying, we don't have enough 50s, we don't have any water, we don't have this or that or anything. I started to put in restrictions on what they could text me about immediately, which were very serious situations like, you know, people quitting, someone having a problem, um, someone injuring somebody, all that sort of stuff. Everything else was to be noted into a notebook. And then we would talk about it at our manager meeting, which we would have on Tuesdays. So this really helped restrict the amount of items that the, the staff were coming to me with. And it also empowered them to really think about what they were contacting me about and if it was a big deal. You know, if it was that they didn't have enough change, how could they solve that problem themselves? I gave them the power to be able to mark themselves out and go down to the bank, mark themselves out for time and do shopping online. I made all these little steps in my business to empower the staff to be able to take control of the little situation so they didn't have to feel they could run to me they had to run to me for everything that went wrong on the salon. I empowered them to understand that they actually needed to take control, see an issue coming up and then being able to solve it themselves. And this really worked. It gave them responsibility and they really, the ones I had, the staff members I had really enjoyed being able to problem solve for themselves. Other things that I did to help me while I was at home were things like getting a cleaner making sure that the house was looked after so the time that I did have off wasn't stressing over doing the dishes and mopping the floors and doing the vacuuming and that sort of thing. We hired a gardener, which I still have to this day, 
I would make things a little bit more simpler for myself. So I would do all my shopping online and then go and pick it up or get it delivered to the house. That way it reduced the time of me having to be out of the house and dealing with a new baby and dealing with going around the shopping centers and all that sort of stuff. I really tried to make my life as simple as possible, removing all the excess stress that I really didn't need on my life at the time. I asked other family members to be able to help me look after the little one. If I knew that I had a day of writing blogs or doing emails, I would get my child babysat by family members. Obviously, not everyone has that ability to be able to lean on family, but at the time I tried daycare, it didn't really work out for me. So I decided to um, ask family members to be able to help and they were happy to help. So that was a really great way for me to be able to reduce the stress of having to look after the baby and do work at the same time. And of course, there were times where I would have the baby asleep across me, typing on the computer, watching webinars, doing all that sort of thing. But the majority of my time while I was at home and I did have to do some work at home, it was spent child free so they could focus. So my third tip with that is asking for help. Asking for help is not a weakness. Asking for help is actually a strength because you're one, empowering yourself to be able to get the jobs done that you really need to get done, taking the burden off yourself, but also asking other people to step up for you. And you would be surprised with the amount of people that are willing to take on more responsibility, to feel more empowered and to actually feel valuable with whether that's in the business itself or in your life as well. So don't be afraid to ask for help. My tip for number four is to delegate, delegate as much as you can. Again, asking for help, but also telling people what their job roles are. So for me, the first thing that I started to delegate was washing my towels. I didn't want to be doing it on the weekend. Who in their right mind actually wants to wash towels? Not me. I had other things to do. So I that was the first thing that I actually hired out was cleaning the towels and dropping them off. I knew that they were going to be done. I didn't have to worry about anyone forgetting about it. And I was a small fee that I paid every week and it was so worth it. Um, the other things I would hire out were obviously staff, um, hired out a virtual assistant. So I actually got a virtual assistant to help me start with my email marketing. Because as you know, I have said many times on the podcast, I'm actually dyslexic. And I knew that email marketing was such a big part of growing the business to where I wanted it to go, that I didn't want to get bogged down in the actual trying to learn it, coming over my, my imposter syndrome, having to spell check everything and be fearful that I was going to send the wrong thing. So I actually just hired it out to start off with just to get my bearings, to understand how it was working. And that was such a great way to learn what needed to be done inside the business to be able to get the email set up. Uh, the other thing that I hired out quite quickly was social media. Um, I had different times of social media managers. Sometimes I would do it. Sometimes I would get staff to do it and I would hire professionals to be able to create my content and put it out. But with that, there was lots of learning curves that came with that. But I will talk about that in another episode, which I'm really excited about. But um, yes, hiring out the little jobs that you just don't have time for, because this is going to free up again more time for coffees on the weekend, going out for breakfast and spending time recharging your batteries, but also bonding with your family. This is how I was able to, if you want to use the word balance, growing a business and having a family. I really looked at other professionals that were able to help me grow my business. Now, number five, making things as easy as possible. This goes to everything in my life I made easy as possible. 
It came down to when it comes down to the way I clean my salon, the way we booked things on the computer, the computer system that we used, the way we stocked our salon. We had all the extra equipment that we needed at the front, right where the ladies were doing the manicures, doing the pedicures. I made everything as simple as possible, not just for my staff, but for myself as well. I wanted everything to have systems. I wanted to know where everything was at the drop of a hat. If I needed to get a nail file, where was I going for it? If I needed new wax sticks, where were they being kept? I made everything as simple as possible. Being an award-winning nail technician, I guess at the start I had these big expectations that my manicures needed to be over the top and all my nail art needed to be massive and all my nail art needed to be extravagant. And really, at the end of the day, I just needed to make things as easy as possible that I could train my staff I could know that everything was being done correctly. And if it wasn't being done correctly, I could pick it up really quickly because I would be able to go through the five steps or the 10 steps or whatever the service was and see where the staff member was either missing a couple of like tips that I could offer her or there was a breakdown in communication. With everything being made really simple, it was easy to scale the business. And my final tip, which is I think the most important, is don't sweat the small stuff, even the big stuff. I always looked at things going wrong as an opportunity to grow and an opportunity to improve the system. And this comes down to everything. Landlords, flooding of the salon, phones not working, staff quitting at the drop of the hat, staff quitting before they even start. There were so many things that would go wrong rent increases oh my goodness there's so many things and I just had to really learn that everything is a learning curve no one starts a business knowing everything that you're going to come across we learn as we go and that is how you grow your business and that is how you grow within yourself you're looking at self-development as a way to grow your business and understanding that you don't actually need to know everything before you start your business because you will learn it as you go and as you need it as well. If you are thinking about renting space, you're thinking about starting a product line, you're thinking about growing your business and bringing on your first staff member or bringing on the next three, whatever it is, just do it. Ask for help, ask for advice. I'm happy to talk at any time on social media or in my email. I love talking to the girls in my DM about their products and ideas just to get the energy flowing because that's what people need when you're in business. You need to be hanging out with people that are one to two steps in front of you so that you can ask them for help. And any decent business person is going to help you because I know personally, I want to see other women succeed. I want to know that I'm helping women earn money for their families. I'm able to help them put their kids through school. They're able to buy their car, a dream holiday. It's all about working together. And that is what I yearned for so much in my entrepreneur journey of having my business. And that is why I started this blog, jessicakidner.net, because helping other women see their superpower and really grow into the woman that they want to be and to support their family brings tears to my eyes. It's just something that I've always been passionate about coming from a family where my mother didn't work. She did stay home with the children. I knew that I wanted to be able to do both. I wanted to be able to bring in money, but also be there for my children. And being in the beauty industry and owning my own salon really was the key to my dreams of bringing 
bringing that into reality. So that is why I'm here to help you reach your dreams and bring everything that you want into your reality as well. Anyway, this topic can go on and on forever, but I hope you got something out of it and I will speak to you next week where we go more into business strategy. Hey, I just wanted to have a little chat with you. Are you frustrated about where to focus your time in growing your business? Dreaming about being able to work on the business instead of in the business? Gosh, I don't know how many times I heard that saying while I was deep in my salon. I get it. I was there and I was able to move from employee to CEO. I've now developed a roadmap for you, which shows you the exact steps I took to grow the business and finally step away. I've made it super simple and easy to follow. It's called the Foundation Roadmap. It takes the confusion out of where to start and it sets you on the path of growing your business to be able to be a client magnet on autopilot. All you need to do is go to jessicakidner.net forward slash roadmap and download your copy today. Thanks for joining me on today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you are subscribed. And if you really love this episode and really believe in the cause of the rise of the beauty CEO, You know how important reviews are. I would love it if you left a review letting other people know that they should be listening to the Rise of the Beauty CEO to help them with their business journey, their personal life and their mindset. Have a beautiful day and I'll speak to you soon.